Creating Utopia, the podcast, ideas to change the world, where we turn conversation into action. Thank you for joining. This episode is titled, A Quick Response to Jordan Peterson Regarding Climate Change. Where is everyone who, quote, doesn't understand? If you haven't listened to Peterson's breakdown of his thoughts regarding climate change in his podcast episode number 59 with Bjorn Lomborg, I highly recommend it. It was interesting to listen to right after releasing my own episode on the topic and wonderful to hear them discuss the issue from a perspective that's often overlooked, being, what can we do now regarding climate change and what will it accomplish? I want to be clear before I get critical, it was a breath of fresh air. We need voices from all perspectives who are flexible, can take information in, and change their views. Peterson has a bunch of perhaps staunch conservative listeners, and to hear him have the conversation, acknowledging that climate change is real, it's a threat, and there are actions that could potentially be taken to solve and or mitigate certain aspects or root causes that exist today, was valuable. The conversation also touched upon critical points of note within the philanthropy sector, specifically the most good that can be done with a dollar. Um, very similar to the effective altruism movement and the work being done by Peter Singer. What this episode is about, however, is a common source of confusion and frustration, which I've discussed before, going all the way back to episode number one, Bill Maher Needs New Rules. It's this way too common intellectual out or safety net or maybe excuse used by, well, seemingly everyone, where because some viewpoint is so far from your own or so seemingly nonsensical, a statement is made like this. Well, there's a group of people that just don't get it. They just don't understand. Or, I don't understand what people could be thinking about topic X. That statement and what we can do about it is really what this episode is all about. N now, you're most likely, like me, spending far too much time consuming information. I recognize that I'll never be able to have a clear picture or accurate sense of the truth in every single realm of human existence. But there are people out there who dedicate their lives to becoming experts in certain topics, discovering nearly all that we know up to this point and adding new thoughts and ideas to different areas of study or discourse. So what I try to do is absorb as much as I can from those individuals who are at the pinnacle of any given area of expertise and synthesize it, combine it with information from other areas. And far too often, I hear those who many look to as the most reliable sources of information saying that there are segments of the population who just don't get it, whatever it is. But since this, I'm not sure what to call it other than maybe mental shortcut, is so common, I don't want to really pick on anyone in particular other than Jordan Peterson from that specific podcast. My question is, where are all of the people that don't get it? And I'll happily concede, we certainly can spend an unlimited amount of time scrolling through social media feeds, finding ridiculous or not very well thought out statements made by nearly everyone 
regarding something at some point. So that can't be the criteria. Is he referring to the people that spend inordinate amount of time online, chiming in on topics they clearly demonstrate they don't know much about? Well, the question we have to ask ourselves, if that's the case, is what does that person look like? How many of them are there? And how do they act in real life? Do they stand by their online statements? We're making these judgment calls based on people's knee-jerk reactions to things online. The social scientists have been saying for decades that online interaction is not the same as engagement in person. You're missing motor neurons and endorphins and eye contact, etc. So are all of the scientists and philosophers, the people whose books we read and podcasts we listen to, are they just giving up on this undefined and undefinable group of the population who, in their perspective, seems beyond comprehending complex ideas? Is that what Peterson's doing when he asks how anyone could be for mitigating climate change over extreme poverty? Or all of those who discuss issues from a lens of identity? who rightly claim that those who don't share their identity can't understand what it's like to live as said identified group, do we give up? Do we stop trying to share perspectives and bring everyone into the conversation because people just don't get it? What does that even mean? No one can fully understand the contents of someone else's thoughts, ideas, and their mind. So what standard are we holding the masses to when we decide that we don't want to include the group who, quote, doesn't get it in the conversation. The reason this is so important is because those who are sharing information on any side, from any perspective, well, the moment they make the claim that they can't understand the other group's perspective or why they would hold it, you've really done the opposite of what was intended by sharing knowledge in the first place. If you were trying to share a positive idea with those you believe hold one that's negative, wrong, or potentially harmful, you've just cast them aside. You ignored their very thoughts' existence, treated them like they're not worthwhile, in a sense. And that's really not any way to bring people toward conclusions that are beneficial. Jordan Peterson was saying over and over that he doesn't understand why the, quote, leftist types ignore extreme poverty and the benefits of overcoming it and prefer to spend their time lamenting about the potential catastrophe of climate change. Well, first, he's intelligent enough to recognize that efforts to combat extreme poverty, well, those are embarked on by everyone from every political affiliation, and those go hand in hand with climate change. So there was no need to diminish the left there, or pretend like they don't care about poverty. But more importantly, when you ask questions, especially out loud, it's in your best interest to consider what the potential plausible answers may be on your own, before sharing your confusion. Peterson usually does this quite well, but this particular episode was different. Peterson suggested that he doesn't know why someone would be more concerned about climate change than poverty? The answer, if the climate deteriorates, there won't be wealthy nations to assist with the market-based alleviation of extreme poverty on a global scale as Peterson wants. 
We can't solve poverty if more and more people are becoming impoverished due to changes in climate predictability. It's simple. I can only see the reason for him doing that is that he maybe hasn't been challenged by someone on the left in this regard who is as intellectually compelling as himself. Again, I highly recommend and overall am a big Jordan Peterson fan. What he's doing, what he stands for, and what he has and can accomplish are inspiring to this fellow Canadian. But I want him and Sam Harris and Joe Rogan to be better and recognize that when you say you don't get how people can think that, or when Rogan jokes about sexuality or something, saying he doesn't understand certain aspects, kind of mocking it in a lighthearted tone, but then saying go for it, I mean, the spirit is there, it's positive, and I see he's trying to be inclusive, but the net effect must still be a feeling of marginalization. Because if you can't understand what another person is feeling or thinking, how connected to them can you be? How much solidarity can you really have? Ultimately, the moderate voices that are reaching millions of people around the world, like Douglas Rushkoff and Team Human, like Joe Rogan, like Majid Nawaz. Well, I made my podcast to try to promote them, or at least join in the conversation. And this is one area that I've noticed for years that I was finally able to put into words after listening to Peterson and Bjorn. Where are all of the extremely inflexible people who have terrible ideas? Why aren't we talking to them, then? And, I mean, sure, Peterson did go into the belly of the beast and discuss issues with protesting university students. He has fought legislation that is an infringement on free speech. So I give him all of that, credit where credit's due. But painting with a broad brush and casting those with differing viewpoints as somehow not understandable is, is lazy at best and divisive when done on purpose or to suit an end, perhaps or a political goal. But I'm going to move on to the final segment. Uh, I'll end the podcast the way I end every episode, with a positive, semi-actionable idea or thought that can perhaps make the world, life, or both just a little better. How to create utopia. This podcast has been trying to elaborate on this thought that maybe there aren't that many people out there with truly bad ideas. And those who hold the fringe thoughts and beliefs that are dangerous and should be overcome, really, as a society, but we need to keep trying to reach them. We can't just dismiss vaguely defined groups of people because they, quote, don't understand something, whether it be a perspective, an idea, a thought, an axiom, a proposition, an equation. There is no one who knows everything. We're all ignorant to something and to someone in some realm, and each of us is ignorant to varying degrees about almost everything. So when we come across a person or a group of people who are acting or believing certain things that we can't quite comprehend, or we find abhorrent even, well, the solution has to still be to try, to reach out, show our humanity, and try to encourage, educate, enlighten in any way, shape, or form. We have the ability to change the world through our actions, the ones we decide to take and the opportunities we let pass by. When we see someone we disagree with, let's say, in my case, a Trump supporter, 
My answer is always to engage with them and talk and try to learn their perspective. See why it is they believe what they believe or say what they say. Only at that point is anything that I suggest or recommend going to make an impact. And that's where you, whoever's listening, have the ability to really make lasting change in someone else's life. Rather than dismissing someone, or worse, casting them aside as irredeemable, we need to see that we too once were lacking knowledge and a certain perspective, and it's our moral obligation to do whatever we can to share in a positive way that more new knowledge is never a bad thing. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Creating Utopia. If you found it interesting, please share it with a friend or on social media. Follow me on Twitter at creating underscore utopia and any questions or comments, I'll make every effort to reply to everyone. Stay tuned for the next episode.